0: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor-guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
1: Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. <laughs> Hey chickens, we're up to uh, part two of The Pirate Planet, even though it's part three because I spent two episodes uh, talking about the first one, um, which is almost how long it goes for. <laughs> anyway, we get a re- recap of the mentiads ads turning up to zap the doctor. Um, the captain, meanwhile, is furious that the rogue telepath, as he calls it, uh, has not been located. Rogue telepath! He does a lot of shouting. Um, anyway he's uh, worried that his engines nearly blew up Um, there's a lot of recapping going on here Uh, then he starts doing more of this crazy Brian Blessed impression that he's been doing and uh, Fibuli reminds him that the cause of the engine problem was external uh, which was when the TARDIS turned up there was a rip in space and time all that kind of thing Um, a woman comes up and stands next to the captain was she in the last episode I don't remember her Um, and he says when someone fails me someone dies Uh, then the parrot flies off his shoulder and kills someone. We don't really see it. It just go kind of like flies off his shoulder. And next thing we see a dead person on the floor with the robot parrot sitting on it. Um, it's not Mr. Fubule, though, the, who looks quite relieved. Um, the woman with the captain looks like a nurse because she sticks some kind of thing in his arm. Uh, then the doctor is waking up. He's uh, been laid out on a couch. Canine says it was a gestalt generated kinetic blast. Whoa, that sounds like fun. Um, Grandpa's moaning about Pralix. He's been taken by the mentiads. Uh, Kima says he'll help the doctor follow the mentiads back to wherever they go. And the sister's like, I'll come too. Um, Canine's going to track them via their psychospore. Oh, yuck. (laughs) Telekinetic poop. (laughs) Right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Psychic spores. It, oh. uh, it feels horrible. Uh, the doctor only just notices that Romana isn't there and Canine's like, yeah, I've been trying to tell you for like an hour that she's been arrested. Um, the sister says Romana will, will have been taken to the bridge uh, but nobody comes back from the bridge. Only the guards. Oh dear. This is terrible. Um, Romana is being dragged to like, it looks like a convertible kind of space car thing. And she's sort of nonplussed by all of this. She's like climbs in and says, will you drive? I presume you know where we're going. Um, like she's out for a fun day. Oh my god. She's so camp. I love her. I love Mary Tam. I love Romana. Such a fun character. Like just... Yeah, just like there's all these terrible things going on. She's like, oh, it's like a fun a fun, fun picnic afternoon, isn't it? Great. <laughs> just being arrested. Great. I'm enjoying this. Um, she reminds me a bit of, have you ever seen, like, I don't really love the modern Miss Marples, but Joanna Lumley as Dolly Bantry in Body in the Library is just like, oh, oh <laughs> Jane Marple, it's such fun. There's a body in my library. Um, very camp. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it's, it's madness. Uh, so the doctor is uh, tossing a coin. It's huge. It's like as big as his head. Um, he's like, all right, heads, we go after Amana. Tails, we go after Prelix. Uh, and he flips it. And it's like, it takes ages to come down, you know, bit of silliness. Um, and then it lands heads. And he points out that it's a double headed coin. Uh, and the sister's furious. So she runs after Prelix. Um, and the doctor sends K9 to help her, I guess, because he can trace their brain fast or whatever is <laughs> The psychic spores are. Um, uh, Romana's chatting to the guard while it, they're in there. It's like a flying car. It's flying through the air. And she's like, oh, I've got an air car like this. I got one for my 70th birthday. <laughs> and then she starts telling him how to increase the fuel efficiency by doing some bit of nonsense. Um, the doctor decides he needs an air car, so he's going to steal one. Uh, there's a guard in it. Uh, he's with chemist, So he throws... A bag of jelly babies, like a grenade, like to the point even where he bites a jelly baby out of the bag, like it's the pin, a grenade, and throws it. Um, And, then you know, (laughs) the guard sees it land on the hood. And then he follows a trail of lollies around the corner and sees the doctor taking off. Uh, What an idiot. Fibuli comes in to tell the captain uh, there's bad news. Um, While old mate Nursie takes his temperature. uh, Apparently the macromat field integrator has burned out. Well, that sounds terrible. Um, And they can only make one more jump. Like, that's all they've got in them. Captain is furious. And he smacks his robot hand into the console, which smashes apart a bit, and sparks come out, smoke comes out, uh, which is when Romana comes in. Um, While they're flying to the bridge, Chemus does a massive info dump for the Doctor, which is almost as bad as a spy psychic spore. (laughs) An info dump. Uh, anyway, he's explaining the mining process He's like, it's automatic, it empties out And the captain announces a new age of prosperity And it fills up again uh, And then the lights in the sky change um, The doctor's like, what lights? He goes, you know, the little points of light um, at night time No, I don't know uh, The doctor's like, well, this is an economically unviable system I don't know how this is working uh, Meanwhile, Romana on the bridge Is trying to explain to the captain That she's a time lord um, He doesn't believe her And sends his death parrot to kill her but the nurse interrupts and tells him two executions is too much excitement in one day. And then the nurse comes over and asks how the TARDIS works and seems very interested when Romana's like, oh, we disappear, we go to the time vortex, we pop out. Um, the Doctor and Kimas have arrived at some kind of door thing and the Doctor sonics it, but it doesn't work. Um, then he tries a hairpin, which somehow pops it open. I don't know how that works. Uh, but that's what he does. Um, Romana is Looking at the burnt out macromat field integrator um, Which she thinks is ancient technology uh, She says it must be from a huge dematerialization circuit And is flabbergasted at the idea That they take the whole mountain with them through space Uh chemist can't move um on some weird jazzy walkway he's like gets on it and doesn't go anywhere and the doctor sends him outside to get the gun from the car and guard the entrance and the doctor's like you won't understand the linear induction tunnel and then he goes zipping along really quickly um just standing still but the tunnel's like moving past him uh at the end he goes oh it isn't a linear induction corridor it works by neutralizing inertia right whatever that means Uh, this is where you learn that I know nothing about science. Um, (laughs) like science fiction, science confuses me. Like, I understand vaguely what's going on, but if you talk to me too much about things like inertia, my eyes glaze over. Probably because I had the world's most boring physics class in year 10 or 11 and was just like, well, that's it. I'm tapping out. Um, I'll just do the writing part. I won't do the science bit of science fiction. (laughs) Just the fiction bit. Um... I know, it's uh, it's sad And I sometimes think that it, it's left me behind But I understand some stuff, anyway uh, Fibuli thinks Romana Must have a similar mechanism To the macromat bizzo on her vessel uh, And she says uh, Look, if you really want my help You need to talk to the Doctor I'm only his assistant um, The Captain bellows that the Doctor must be found At which point the Doctor of course walks in And introduces himself uh, And the Captain's like, seize him uh, And the Doctor's not impressed with the hospitality. Uh, the Doctor wants to examine the burnt-out macromat field generator. Uh, the Captain sends them to the engine room. Um, uh, Chemus outside is hanging around with his gun. Uh, in the engine room, the Doctor and Roman are impressed with the size. And the Doctor's like, I've never seen anything like it. It's gotten very... Second Doctor and Jamie in here. Um <laughs> Uh, the Doctor's like I suspected something like this And then starts yelling numbers At Romana Kind of to distract The Captain and Fibulae, Who are upstairs And the Captain's like My guards Have tried to get into the TARDIS But to no avail So they have to keep nice <laughs> To get access um, The Doctor tells Romana a secret quietly That the Captain is dangerous And she's like Oh no he's all bluster um, The key to Time Tracer Is continuously buzzing And the Doctor says They've stumbled across One of the biggest crimes In the galaxy And then the Doctor Yells up to the Captain That he has to to go to his own ship with Romana um, He's like no Romana stays." He's like no she's got to come it's got a special lock That requires both of us uh, The captain sends guards to escort them But he suspects they'll be sabotage uh, A guard is sneaking around Near chemis and the Doctor and Romana Then are zipping along the inertia Corridor thingy with the guards And they come out to see chemis Who shoots all the guards and they all Miss him, the Doctor and Romana duck down In the grass Um I think these guards must have trained at the uh, (laughs) the Star Wars Stormtrooper rifle range. Uh, The doctor tells (laughs) him. Kimus, they're going to investigate the mines. Um, K9, meanwhile, is with the sister, Mula is her name, I think, um, uh, that this is where the mind stink has ended. Uh, the psychic spores. Um, so she goes into the room where the Mentiads were having their meeting before. The captain is bellowing with fury that the doctor has escaped. Uh, the doctor Romana and Chemis are looking around a very old disused mine. Apparently the penalty for going down the mineshaft is death. So they go down the mineshaft, um, in a lift. Uh, Fibuli and the captain see them going into the mineshaft. So they're furious. And the captain says, once they've seen what's down there, they can't be allowed to leave. Um, he sends guards to kill them. Uh, in a cave underground, the doctor says they're about three miles under the surface of Zanuck. It's cold and icy and Romana sees that it's frozen ground. And the doctor's like, yes, the planet is... He's hollow. He tells Chemus the lights change because the planet has dematerialized and rematerialized around another one. Uh, Then they mine whole planets and Chemus is devastated to think whole planets are destroyed to make them rich. The Doctor realizes that the Oolian he found uh, is from Brandregynous 5 and about 100 years ago, Bandraginus 5 disappeared without a trace A planet of a thousand Million people And he says they're all Captain Fodder uh, Chemus tells uh, the, the stone <laughs> the Ulian, That all those people will be avenged um, Romana says the tracer has gone mad And the second segment for the key to time Is down here somewhere which is when guards turn up and start shooting at them. And just as they're running away from the guards, the mentiads turn up and say, Doctor, we've come for you. Ah! Well, this episode's gone on a bit long, but we're we're at the end of episode two. All right, episode three in the next one.